It's KPN Report, and I'm your host, Maureen Aylward. Our topic is public art in Gloucester. With me here at the table are Mags Harries, an internationally renowned artist who teaches public art at the Museum School of the Fine, of Fine Arts in Boston. She teaches public art, sculpture, and installation. I have here, too, Ken Hecht, who is a Ward 2 City Councilor in Gloucester, and Karen Ristabin, Program Director of the Creative County Initiative for the Essex County, um, I did it again, the Commu Essex Community, Community Foundation. <laughs> Foundation. Um, Karen, let's start okay. with you, if okay. you can help me. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, Karen, you've done a lot of work in public art. You've got this wonderful position now um, at the ECCF. Uh, you are looking countywide at public art. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing there and why public art is important. Sure. Yeah, as, a, as an artist, I have really not done public art. I took Mags's class at the museum school. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I didn't realize there was several that years connection ago. there. Um, but no, currently I'm uh, leading this... Um, uh, managing a grant, basically, for the Essex County Community Foundation, uh, which is the first time it has done a program in arts and culture. And it's funded by the Barr Foundation of Boston, and it's a two-year pilot program. And part of what we decided to focus on for the 34 communities of Essex County is public art and creative placemaking, because we felt that their, the access to art was lacking and that the art world um, has always been something that is deemed to be or viewed to be elitist and something that isn't accessible to all people, all parts of our communities. Mm -hmm. So we really wanted to focus on public art and have art out in the public sphere so that we could engage all of the residents and visitors of, of Essex County. Mm -hmm. So we have a grant program out now. We have funded 11 projects across the county in public art and placemaking and they are, uh, mm -hmm. they're rolling out now. So. so when we're talking about public art, we're not only talking about the, you know, like sculpture, like mags, what you do, and, um, and you also do installation pieces, so temporary pieces, but we're not just talking about large sculptures in terms of public art, what people think about. We're also talking about um, performance, um, we're talking about you know, temporary installations. Mags, what else is in that sphere of public art? Well, you know, there's um, the idea that public art is just getting a sculpture and putting it out in the public domain. Yeah. That's really not what many artists are interested in. <clears throat> They're really interested in site-specific and really engaging a community. So, you know, the, the process of coming into a community, or if you're a local, you might know more <coughs> about the community, but when you start to investigate a community, you really see what people care about and you observe the site and you do research and you do all that stuff <coughs> and you en engage with the place in a way to develop your proposal. So it's not a signature piece that an artist has in the studio, bringing them into, yeah, that's one of it, but you know, that's a very boring way of thinking about the public domain. Um, it's much more interesting to think about what's specific about the place, how you can engage with it, how the community engages with it, and uh, do something that is only for that community. I think that's the way to go. Mm -hmm. And there's so many great artists who could do that. Mm -hmm. 
So um, what about temporary art, for instance? <clears throat> like, is that something that you'd like to see here in Gloucester, some kind of temporary installations? and Temporary, <clears throat> temporary installations are great, um, partly because, um, you know, you don't have to maintain them. They come in as special events. People come and see them. And uh, basically, people are more forgiving. Um, sometimes people have concepts about sculpture that are, you know, fixed. And having an artist come in and do temporary pieces, the surprise and engage and, um, you know, that's... It's fresh. It's, like, it's, it's a, a fresh way. It's yeah. a way of educating people what artists can do, too. And so instead of thinking of a problem place that you want art to spunk up, uh-huh. it's more about, okay, what does the artist bring to this place that is creative and unusual and engaging? And it's a way that uh, the public gets on board in terms of thinking about, uh, yeah, that's really great. Did you see that? Fabulous, go down and see it. Mm-hmm. You know, in Salem, they did this amazing augmented reality show. Fabulous. And you go there with your iPads and you go into the space and you see a Russian, you know, building. You can go into a Chinese building. You can go and see these amazing um, augmented reality sea rising. Fabulous, you know, it surprised me as an artist. I've seen a lot, but those are the things that temporary pieces can give you. It's an experience, right? I mean, all of art is really just changing your perspective and giving you the ability to have a new experience, whether it's looking at visual art, going to see a performance, Mm -hmm. you know, dance or theater and all of these things. Hearing words in a different way. A sound Mm -hmm. installation even. I mean, it's fantastic, the melding of all of these Mm -hmm. pieces. We're an artist community here in Mm -hmm. Gloucester. Mm This is what we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is how we identify ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So why? what's happening in Gloucester in terms of public art? And I guess I'll say from, from some of my travels, uh, and I went to Europe this summer, that there's so much public art mm-hmm. in multiple different ways that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And even traveling around New England, you see lots of different types of public art, coastal towns mostly. And I keep wondering... I don't, I don't feel like we have enough here. Or we, we're, we're a thriving artist community, but what about art in the public sphere? Mm-hmm. And I guess why don't we see, see more of it? We do have our murals that we love, our yes. WPA murals, and those are classic public art that are owned right. by the city and um, other art pieces, some, some sculpture that are owned by the city. So we do have some, the Man at the Wheel statue, you know. Of course, we do have right. our iconic pieces yes, here. Uh-huh. Uh, but we don't, we haven't advanced to the um, place where we have, you know, contemporary, publicly relevant to today public art that is engaging and, you know, creates an experience for, for people who live here. Now. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. just going by what you were saying, um, those murals are a legacy, a yes. legacy that we appreciate now. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of the problem with New England in general is people are looking back into the past 
and not looking into the future. What do you and mean by that? You mean by like a, us, our, us as a collective about, community? We're not looking, we're looking too much I, to the I past? Think, I think New England looks back into its history. Um, and instead of looking forward into how we can create something that will be relevant in the future. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, you know, I encountered that in Boston. Um, everything has to be bronze or granite. <laughs> um, and yes, there are weather conditions that demand that things have to be um, a certain um, material. And that would be another reason to do temporary pieces too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but no, yeah, I, uh, my husband and I have done a lot of work in Phoenix, Arizona, and they're a very new town, and they, they have an incredible public art program there, and, and uh, really um, have faith in the artists to come up with amazing things. So instead of asking for proposals, they look at the qualifications of an artist and have them come in. So it sounds like they already have a master plan for public art. Oh, yes, public master art. plan, yeah. So do we have a, a master plan in Gloucester? Ken, I know that you, we, we haven't engaged you yet. Like in the city of Gloucester, there's no... I'm not aware of a master plan. We were speaking a few yeah. minutes ago that yeah. there's really no master plan. There is a committee for the arts. Right. But um, I, I really... This whole thing, I, I approach it from a different thing. I'm, I'm the Ward 2 city councilor, which I'm not here as a city councilor. I'm here as an individual who mm -hmm. lives downtown, works downtown, and is really passionate about downtown. Yeah. I look at it as more of an economic development tool, uh, which is trying to connect our downtown, connect Middle Street to the watershed. You know, go from St. Peter's Square to you know, Fitzhenry Lane Park and take look at that as our, as our district. And how do we connect all that with really cool stuff. And the way I see it is we can use art on, on private buildings and on private property to uh, really develop what, we, we've come to develop a, a program that we're working on called Inspiration Gloucester, which is not just murals, it's loosely defined as a murals project, but it's really uh, projection technology now, it's sculpture, it's all kinds of very interesting things. I'm learning about it so much. And so I'm really looking to drive a process where we can really analyze and, and move forward with a lot of opinion, with a lot of public input, mm -hmm. but really to get things done uh, within the, you know, the next year or so. And to begin relatively small, we've inventoried 61 walls that we thought were really quite good. For the mu mural for project? The, for a murals, loosely called a murals project. But that could be the project, projection technology is amazing today. And so it, it goes an entire gamut. So it's a clean piece of paper and it could be all kinds of different types of art. Uh, but in a program which I hope um, we can work toward a crescendo of our 400th anniversary in 2023. Mm -hmm. So I see it as, you know, take a bite, take a bite, take a bite, oh, 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 wow. And now we've got something. And it, and it really would be about Gloucester, you know, past, present, and future, whatever that means. And I'd like it really to be, our, we have so many artists, we have something like 2,000 artists. I'd love it to be Gloucester artists or not people necessarily from Gloucester necessarily, but maybe you know, people who have done Gloucester art or that are associated with Gloucester. Mm -hmm. So it's quite exciting. We're at the very beginning. Karen's uh, agreed to join us on our advisory board, which we're really excited about. So we're at the beginning. We're doing a business plan, and, and uh, it's having a ball with it, but it's 
really from that economic development point. So that's a personal passion of yours that you're right. just bringing forth these ideas and trying to make it happen. You're making a lot of stuff happen these days. Right, that's the idea. Get yeah. in, get it done. And, and so, Karen, you have some experience with um, obviously uh, arts in Gloucester and moving <clears throat> some things forward. Could you talk about your experience with sort of what what is Gloucester missing? I guess I, I don't really. Are we missing something? Are we are we not moving? Is is the city itself not moving forward on things? I guess. Yeah, um, cities that have um, a lot of public art have a public art policy and have something like a master plan. So there's a 2001 plan that was developed for the city, which had sort of um, some uh, visionary stuff in it about the arts and culture sector of Gloucester. And that's something that you know many of us look back to to say, wow, you know, there were good thinkers back then about what could be. And what came out of that was the Committee for the Arts and some other uh, initiatives, but no, nothing with any real teeth. And there was not a really solid public art comprehensive public art policy um, that came out of it. There was, a few years ago, um, a uh, consultant hired by the Committee for the Arts uh, to come in and develop a public art policy in the wake of uh, an artist who wanted to give a large sculpture to Gloucester and place it in a very public place at Solomon Jacobs Landing. And we didn't have a policy in place as to how to accept that and own it and maintain it and you know, do anything. and you know, So there's public, nothing in, in place up until that time. There's nothing in place, right. Uh, uh, for how to move yes. a gift like that through the city. Exactly. And uh, and such a thing doesn't exist now. Such a thing doesn't exist now. And that's only one scenario where an artist wants to give a gift of a piece of artwork. Right. Another is if, uh, if there is a, a group in the city who wants to hire somebody like Mags to deal with a site-specific area, uh, of, of Gloucester to, you know, to make a piece for it, and there's funding, you know, developed for it. That's another scenario. Another scenario is the, you know, the existing public art that's owned by the city, and, and, you know, right now the Committee for the Arts is in charge of making sure that that is well shepherded, you know, and, and maintained. Um, but there's nothing in place for new art to happen, whether temporary or permanent pieces. Mm -hmm. And, and, when you have a public art policy in place, there is the provision for a panel to look at proposals or to solicit artwork and to screen and to make sure that it's placed well. The location of public art is critically important. And the, you know, the deaccessioning of it at the end of its life is important. The maintenance is critically important. All of those things. It's a complicated uh, scenario. So you mentioned that there was a consultant brought in, and the committee for the arts in Gloucester is was the organization. Is that is that the organization that's kind of or the the sector of the city of Gloucester that's in charge of this this piece? That's the only city entity. It's the only city entity that's it's dedicated to the arts. The committee for the arts, mm -hmm. and they had a consultant do this, and yes. and yeah. there's nothing going on with that. Nothing right happened now. with it. Yeah, nothing mm -hmm. happened with that. Right, mm -hmm. and so it's sort of languishing. I don't know what happened to the policy ah. itself. If um, I, I don't think it was approved by the committee for the arts, okay. for whatever reason, I don't know the reasons. Uh, but many of us were involved in the in the process with her, mm -hmm. with the consultant. Mm -hmm. You know, she interviewed many, many people from around town, and it was quite a comprehensive process. It seems like so. we really do need that comprehensive policy. We need we need something in in Gloucester. So, I, I wonder why um, that never went anywhere. 
I'm not sure, but it also needs a place to live, which would most right. likely right now be the community development uh, department um, because we don't have a dedicated right. um, you know, cultural office for the yeah. city of Gloucester it like many other cities do. Yeah, mm -hmm. and but, to yeah. your point on, on economic development, that would also sort of merge in that space too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, would, community yeah. development is, yeah. is the area that I would think would have mm -hmm. a, a committee. I'm not sure if the Committee for the Arts reports the committee, community development. Is that under... I don't know Jill's who they you? report to. I think it's directly to the mayor. Maybe it's directly to the mayor, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. the fundamental thing under this yes. is money. And yes. where yeah. does the money. money come from? <laughs> where does the money come from? Well, <laughs> you know, in, um, there's about 500 programs in the U.S. which are 1% programs where um, if a city is doing an, a new public building, hospitals, schools... Uh, even um, things like water departments, gas departments, stuff like that, money can be put, 1% of the budget gets put into a public art fund. Mm -hmm. So, and, and some cities make it specific to the place. Other cities have a master plan and they say, this area of the city um, should have a piece. So, um, you know, that's really important. And one can do all those master plans, but unless there's money, mm -hmm. um, how, how is it going to happen? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are, there are places that have public and private partnerships. Um, so, and there's many, many places that one can look at uh, for models. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, money is at the root of this, I think. Yeah, Ken? Well, how do, my personal opinion is to create something that is a plan that's very visual, that is well thought out, costed, and, and really leads whoever you're speaking through through an entire process that says, there you go. And, and then that's how the money would come. That, can, this you been my a, can you give me an example? I mean, yes. how that would happen? <laughs> what would that look like? Well, let's say we started out with Inspiration Gloucester and we said, well, let's start small. Let's do, I mean, last year Salem did 50 walls. We're not going to do 50 walls. Can we do six walls? And, and I used the term wall loosely, six things, whatever that thing might be. Yeah. And really to identify who are those owners, what kinds of things might happen, uh, and, and put a menu together that says, listen, this is what we're trying to do. Very visual. This is Inspiration Gloucester. This is past, present, and future. Here's some ideas about what we're trying to do. The mayor had a great idea uh, with Karen to say, listen, in certain areas there's these walls that are probably newer buildings from urban renewal. Why not put a picture up there when we have the technology to do it of an old building that was there? But building size photos. A building size photo that would be, you know, 30 feet by 20 feet yeah. of what used to be here. And people can go, really? That used to be here. But... You know, that kind of thing gets the juices flowing. So the way I would raise money, and I've, I've raised quite a bit of money, is to create this plan that's really well thought out, well costed, you know your expenses, you know logistics, how it's all going to work, and really create a lot of really great images and almost a flip chart or a computer that says, this is what we're trying to do. Here's some things, what we're trying to do. And really get people quite excited about it so that, you know, there's corporate donors that are already interested, I think, in, in the city. Uh, there's grants, there's private people who would give money, uh, there's wall owners, for example, that would kick in some money if something cost $15,000.
I got good news for you. You're only going to kick in five thousand, or four, or three, or whatever the number is. And there's a combination of money that comes from all kinds of different sources. So. I suppose there's lots of different ways you can do it because that would be what you're saying. Is there's a, there's some here are some ideas that we have. But from Mag, Mag's perspective, I guess as an artist, wouldn't you want? Okay, you're going to get this mo- amount of money. Come and see our community, and then what? What do you what do you see here? What do you think is the engagement, or what do you think the public engagement is? Well, would you do it from both sides, where you would would you would get the, a commission piece of art to say this is what we want to do here, or this is what we want, and then? No, I think you bring in the artists and you say, here's an opportunity. Are you interested? Mm-hmm. You pay them money to do a proposal, or you base it on the fact that they, um, you know, have done very credible pieces before and trust them to do something great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many opportunities out there in other places, but you know, so few of them are really engaging for an artist. They're thinking about a bland space, put some art in it. Well, that's not how art should be viewed. You know, you really put art where people are and you have them engage with it. So. Um, yeah, I, you know, you know the city better than I, and, uh, you know, I think it would be fabulous, uh, to have sound pieces downtown with poets, mm-hmm. um, who were perhaps from this area, you know, and you can get these super, um, fabulous sound things that only engage a small space and you stand under it and listen. I, it would be great. It, it's not invasive. It's engaging. People would start to find these places. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the engagement is not presenting them like that, but yeah. seducing them in mm-hmm. and, oh, where's, I got to find that one. Mm-hmm. And did you hear about this? And that's, that's the excitement. I mean, it happens when people go to movies. Have you seen this movie? Hey, so you go and see the movie, mm-hmm. you know, well, we don't have that thing with with art. Mm. And the way to have that thing with art is to really sort of dream up ideas of ways of engaging. Mm. Yeah, Karen, I mean, you're mm. an artist and you're doing this great work with the, the county. Mm. You live here. You're <laughs> one of us. <laughs> um, what, what, would you, what do you want to see? Oh, fire on the water. That's what I want to really? see. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have so much water. And I love the Providence, the Water Fire project. That and Providence, from which, a temporary project. It, a temporary project. It was somebody's like MFA pro project or something. And it has become a signature project, an economic <laughs> development driver Absolutely. for downtown Providence. It transformed the waterways. The waterways were cleaned up. It's this most amazing project. It's wonderful. Well, it was the mayor who funded it. The mayor funded it. The mayor said, yeah. this is a good thing. This is a good and thing for whatever the city, one yeah. thinks of Buddy Cianci, right. yes. he did Buddy. have amazing... Yeah. Um, a full Island. The Prince of Providence. Yeah. No, for downtown. He, yeah. You know, he gave great deals for artists to stay in Providence. I mean... Yes, it's yes. true. So, yeah, it's true. Um, you know, it, it was yeah. really a commitment by the yes. mayor yeah. that yeah. made that happen. And yeah. that that is very important. Yeah, that's very they've important. got RISD right there. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it was like... Yeah. Yeah, Rhode Island School of Design. Yeah. Smorgasbord, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah. And, and so, so you want to see fire in the water. Ken, what do you want to see? 
I, I really want to see connectivity and, and people uh, that come here and then are led other places because they look and go, I heard, what's that? So similar what, to what Mags what, is saying. What is this? Yeah, like- it's, it, it's engagement. It's, it's having people explore and want to see the next thing. And I've heard about it or I haven't heard about it. Or what is that? Let's go see that. That's really cool. And get people to Main Street, get them to Middle Street, and enjoy Rogers, which I think needs to be helped quite a bit. Uh, well, at the quarry dance this year oh, at the oh Manship uh, right. Estate was fabulous. And, As you it know, always is. And that is say. public art. That, that is, is public, public art. Yeah, yeah, it's art in the public know, sphere. Yeah. We have such ideas for that place. Fire and water is one of them. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know, yeah, um, yeah. actually poems in the trees uh-huh. and, and ways of people. Yeah. It could be like an incubator mm-hmm. of being excited about the possibilities. Mm-hmm. And if we can get enough people there and they say, why don't we do that downtown, Ken? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you go, yeah. <laughs> you know, Ken's on it. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a project. You get me hooked in and I, I can't get it out yeah. of my mind. The other thing I love to dream about is to keep the connection between the arts and the maritime culture of Gloucester going, which has been here for ages old. Right, of course. And to, but it's different now for all of us. It's different, you know, it's a different arts community and it's a different, you know, maritime community. Indeed. But it's changing and evolving, and I would love to see more connectivity there too, and some projects coming out of the new normal that we all are experiencing now. Yeah. One of my favorite projects What do you is mean this, by the new normal? You mean well, climate change? Climate change yeah. and, and also... The new abnormal. The new abnormal. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and also just, you know, the new industries, the new the new maritime industries that are right. coming. Right, the biotech, biotech, of course, and yeah. all of that. GMGI. Yeah. GMGI is such an opportunity. Like, if we think about this of Inspiration Gloucester, whatever this turns out to be, past, present, future... Gloucester has this incredible future that's that's been lined out if we take advantage of it mm-hmm. and, and incorporate that into our public art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, so sometimes uh, public art is scary, I suppose. Mags, you mentioned this um, earlier when we were talking, but it, it can be scary, right? But it takes courage mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. engage in a future, to look forward, where Gloucester is really... Um, Anchored in its past in in so many ways, and mm-hmm. we, as a as a people here and as a place, we do need to change that, widen that lens, perhaps, or shift it into this new vision moving mm-hmm. forward. And public art just seems to be a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Oh, sorry. I, I just want to say one thing that I learned in your uh, the Arts and Culture the Arts Summit. And Culture yeah. Summit, the mm-hmm. summit, yeah, yeah. is that your keynote speaker from England Mark said, Davey, yeah. said, decide what you are. What are you? Who are you? And then exaggerate it, magnify it, just blow it up all out of proportion. Mm-hmm. I, that, that will never leave me. Mm-hmm. So it's addressing what you're talking about is we don't want to be that guy or this guy or this guy or that. We want to be us. Now what is that? And then what comes out of that? What comes out of that? That's what you're talking about. Yeah. No, and I just, I'm going thinking about that, exaggerating something. Salt has been a major part of the fishing industry. Mm. So you could have a theme of salt one Mm. year. Mm. And, you know, that talks about the fishing industry, but doesn't look at the nostalgic look at uh, the fishing. Mm. And that that would really excite artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Could you build a piece out of salt? Mm-hmm. Could sure. you uh, 
Could you photograph salt? Could you find the where the salt uh, migrates from? And I mean, there's so much that mm -hmm. you could do that would be part of the research of it. Mm -hmm. Is you know what happens to all that salt in the winter? Does it go right. in the ocean? Mm -hmm. Is that bad? Is that good? Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, for contemplation. For contemplation. For contemplation and hopeful uh, installation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Art installation. <laughs> and uh, with that, we have to um, end our time on Caper and Report. Karen mm -hmm. Risterman, thank you for joining us. Ken yeah. Hecht, thank you. again, Mags Harry's pleasure to have you. you here. Pleasure. Um, <laughs> our viewers, connect with us on social media if you'd like to join the conversation. We really would love to know what you think about public art and what you would like to see. Until the next time on Cape and Report, take care. <laughs>